Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Jesus did not come to preach the gospel to people who were smug, who thought they had everything and didn't need anything. He came to the poor. And that word means needy. Jesus came to the needy. I don't know about you, but I need the Lord. Do you? I'm a needy person. I'm a needy person. I need him. <clears throat> he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance uh, to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, go down here in... Um, Verse number 21, and he began to say unto them, now listen, he found, he looked for this scripture, he found himself in it, and then he said, this is me, this is what I say. This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. In other words, he said, this is what, God has said about me, this is what I am sent to do, and I am doing this, and I will continue to do this. This is who I am. Some of you may not know who you are. You may not know who you are. You may think that you're just this plain and simple person. You may think that you're just a person, you know, just kind of ordinary. You don't have much charisma. Maybe you don't have much uh, 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 power or, or force in your life or anything. You're just plain. But you see, you need to find yourself in the Scripture. And not that you are anything of yourself. That's not what I'm saying. Because without him, we surely are nothing. Do you understand me? So I'm not talking from pride. Because God will listen to a humble person, a humble spirit. But it is not humble to deny what God says about you. Do you understand? That is not humility. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. What is his hand? The Word is an extension of Him. That is His hand. You humble yourself under the Word of God to be obedient to the Word of God. In other words, it says that He became poor, came to this earth and became poor that we might be made rich. You have to humble yourself there. Lord, I just thank you that you took poverty, that I don't have to have it. It may look, here I am, I'm living in a place that's less probably than what a child of God ought to live in. Maybe you're in a housing project. Maybe, you know, you're just in a bad neighborhood or whatever. But I want to tell you, you can humble yourself and say, I'm rich through Jesus Christ. He has made me rich. You see, that's true humility. That's really true humility, humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. But here, again, now look at this. Jesus went to the book and found himself. 
he found the words that were spoken about him, and he said, this day, this scripture is fulfilled. In other words, I receive that, that's me, and I'm going to have it. See, he just didn't have it in his heart, but he had it where? In his mouth. Faith is in, let's say it together, faith is in my heart and faith is in my mouth. You see, it's in two places. Faith is in two places. Two places. And you need to know that, and I need to know that. Amen? And so when we find in the Word of God the promises that uh, relate to us and our uh, walk with the Lord, then we need to believe it in our heart and we need to speak it out of our mouth. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Maybe you just did something five minutes ago, but you confessed it and got it under the blood and you're not out here just uh, habitually sinning. You understand what I mean? Just, well, God will forgive me, so I'll do it. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about a person who stumbles and sins. Five minutes after they do it, they confess it. The blood washes them from all unrighteousness and you can get up and say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, I, I've been in places, you know, in times where I was going to go minister. And I'm telling you, invariably, my children, one of them, may just make me so mad that I am not kidding you that I could just spit nails. Have you ever been there? I mean, they could just do something. Here they know I'm going to minister, but you know they're kids, and kids are kids. My kids are like your kids. And they just make me so mad. And I might say something and just yell at them or do something ugly, you know. And, and, you know, I may have to go back and say, well, you know what? I shouldn't have said that that way. I shouldn't have acted like that. You're not acting right, and you're not doing right either, but I shouldn't have done that, and I apologize to you. And then I confess it to the Father. Father, just forgive me and help me to be a patient mother. Help me to be, Lord, you know I've got to go preach. You know I've got to go minister to those people. Help me, Lord, help me. I've been there many times. You know, when I get up, it's an act of faith. <laughs> you know, raising kids can be that way. It, it really can be, amen? It can be that way. But I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We need to put things in our mouth like with long life will he satisfy me and show me his salvation or deliverance. Listen, the enemy is great at coming to people painting pictures for them, putting things in their mind. I know, I've lived it out myself. He'll paint a picture to you. He'll show you laying out in the casket. He'll show you, you know, your funeral. He'll show you people coming to your funeral. How many of you know that's true? Have you ever experienced anything like that? Or, you know, you'll get a sickness and, and you know, first thing you know, well, you know, that's going to kill you. It's going to take you to this stage, and then you're going to go to that stage, and then you're going to go to this stage, and then to that stage. No, I see myself in the Word. I find out where it is. Look, don't rely only on your memory. You go to the book like Jesus did. You open it up. You find the place where it says, by Jesus' stripes, I am the healed. If you have to do it 75 times or more, do it. You do that with long life. Will you satisfy me? 
and show me your salvation. I tell you, he'll paint a picture of you. You'll have a, a problem come up in your marriage with your wife or your husband. And the next thing you know, your mind is, well, you know, this is going to lead to divorce. I knew, you know, it was ne- we were never going to make it. And I knew my husband really doesn't love me. And here you go, here you go, here you go. It's in your mind, drops down to your heart. You start speaking it out and you give license to the enemy to move in your relationship. That's really true. You, you say, I don't believe that. Well, you don't believe the Bible then. The Bible says, take no thought by saying it. You might have a thought, but it doesn't become yours until you speak it out of your mouth. It's not yours. It's not your thought until you take it. When you take something, you know, tonight, if I handed you my glasses, you would take them. That means you would receive it. Well, that's the same way we do thoughts. Thoughts come, but they're not yours until you take it. He says, well, would you receive this? Well, no, I wouldn't receive that. Well, would you receive, uh, you know, a heart attack? No, I'm not going to receive a heart attack. Well, would you receive bankruptcy? No, I'm not going to receive bankruptcy. Well, would you uh, uh, receive arthritis? Well, you know, arthritis, I might take arthritis. That's not too terribly bad. Well, it's ridiculous, but you know, sometimes he'll just keep trying until he'll get something that you'll take, that you'll take the thought on it, and then it will become yours. Now, I've got one last thing that I want to do here uh, related to this message, so I want you to turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. Is everybody listening? Say, I'm listening. Faith is in my heart. And in my mouth, faith is in two places. Okay, I believe that. Okay, I want us, as we look here, uh, to go to verse number 3, 2 Corinthians 10, 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So we're not talking about a fleshly battle here. We're talking about a spiritual battle. It says, for the weapons of our warfare, what we use in the fight that we're in, they are not carnal. They're not what we see. They're not weapons like a gun, a knife, or, you know, a bayonet, or, uh, you know, a, a nuclear weapon, or any. It's nothing like that. But this weapon here is mighty through God to pull down strongholds. Now, in the Amplified, this word pulling down a stronghold has to do uh, with overthrow and destruction of strongholds. The Bible says that your weapons are mighty through God to overthrow and destroy strongholds. Now, as you read down through here, which we're going to in just a minute you will find that strongholds are not out here on your left and on your right, but strongholds are in those thoughts in your mind. Why in an area like East Tennessee that we live in, why have strongholds been able to hold a a city back in, in many different ways, spiritually, of course, but I don't believe it's just a spiritual holdback. I believe that there are connections there. I believe the progress of our city is not allowed to go on because of strongholds, and they exist in the minds of people. And we're going to read it where the scripture says that. 
But the Bible says that your weapons that you have, and see, I can preach to you, and I can preach, and the Word of God can get out to help pull down those strongholds, and surely it will, because it is the Word of God is a weapon. But once it comes to you, it is up to you what you do in your mind, whether you receive it as the truth or you reject it and go back to traditions, what your grandmother believed, what your mother believed, what this one believed and what that one believed. Look, I'm going to tell you, our parents, you know, in most cases, wonderful people. Our parents loved us, cared for us, but... They didn't know everything. They didn't have the full revelation, just like we don't have it. And our kids will find that out maybe sometime too, you know. So we're not taking away from, you know, our godly heritage. But there are things that come into our life that we need to lay aside. Because they're a weight and it besets us. And you've got to lay it aside if it doesn't line up with the Scripture. But strongholds, religious strongholds, get into a people in a geographical area because it's a mindset. The minds have been set. They have been programmed, if you will, to believe a certain thing is a certain way when it really isn't the truth. I thought that Jesus was poor. I thought that, you know, to be humble... And to really be a, a good Christian, you weren't supposed to have anything until I started reading the Bible for myself. Do you hear what I'm saying? Until I looked in the book and I began to see myself in light of the Scripture, and then I said, what in the world? This, this isn't what Jesus said. This isn't what my Father is saying. I had a mindset. I had a stronghold in that area. And the only way you're going to get rid of a stronghold is to allow the Word of God to destroy it, to overthrow it, and then you've got to replace it. You don't pull down the stronghold and leave it empty because the, you know what the Bible says. It says He's coming back and He's bringing, you're going to increase seven times. It's going to be worse than it ever was. So when the stronghold is pulled down, the word of God, what thus saith the Lord, is put in that place. I tell you, I've heard people say, what good could come out of Knoxville? Well, I tell you, I believe that we are going to have a spiritual awakening in our city. I believe that there's going to come a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I don't expect as a child of God uh, uh, to be here in this city and not have what everybody else in the world is going to have. Now, if you want to be here and miss out on it, that's up to you, but I'm not going to miss it. I'm going to be right in the middle of it. So when anything good come out of Knoxville, well, Jesus is here. His children are here, so there are some good things that can come out. It's not going to be a dead, dried, poverty-stricken city because the children of God are here. And we have found in the Word of God what He said, and we're going to have it. We've got it in our hearts, and we're going to speak it out of our mouth. Amen? 
He, and then he goes on to say, casting down. Now, he says you've got to pull down the strongholds, and you've got mighty weapons to be able to do that. Now, listen, after the strongholds are pulled down, then what do you do? You cast down imaginations. What does this word imaginations mean? It means arguments, and it means rebuttals. Arguments and rebuttals. What are the arguments against? What are the rebuttals against? That's what it says in, uh, uh, you know, the Amplified. What are they against? The promises and the blessings of Almighty God. That's what they're there for, to stop you and anyone who will allow it to happen. But he said you must cast down those thoughts. Take no thought by saying. Don't receive thoughts that are contrary to what God says about your life, about your situation, about what's going on with you. Just don't take it. But what do you do? Well, just sit passively by? No, you have to say, I cast that thought down in the name of Jesus. I cast that thought down in the name of Jesus. And then what do you do? You replace it back. You're going to fail. You're going to get laid off. You're going to go bankrupt. Your children are all going to serve the devil. You know, here, here it is. What do you do? I cast that down in the name of Jesus. I do not accept that. I do not receive that. Uh, great is the peace of my children. And I, will tr- I have trained my children up, and they are going to serve the Lord. And uh, if they get out there and get distant, they're coming back. They're returning to the Lord. I am not going to fail. I am not a failure. I'm a success in Jesus Christ. He always causes me to triumph. He makes me the head and not the tail. He takes pleasure in my prosperity. Everything I put my hand to is blessed. You see what I'm saying? It's in your heart. You put it before your eyes. It gets into your heart, and you begin to speak it out your mouth. And you cast down Throw away, hurl away as far as you can get it, those thoughts that are contrary to the Word of God. Amen? So you reject the arguments. You reject the rebuttals to the Word of God, and you do not accept it, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is. You know, I, I've seen people, you know, uh, that would come in here, Uh, into church, and and, and I mean really, you know, make a decision. This is my church. This is my family. I'm going to get in here, and I'm going to serve God. And the next thing you know, you know, maybe there's a misunderstanding, or maybe something is preached, and, you know, they'll say, well, they were saying that just to me. They knew what was going on, and they're saying that just to me. Or somebody does something. They're they're just not uh, the way that that you think they ought to be in the youth ministry, or, uh, uh, you know, or whatever. It can be so many just goofy crazy things, and we take offense. And the next thing you know, we're out of the place that God has put us. And you know why? Because we listen to the rebuttals, because we listen to the arguments. You know, I had to say this just the other day. Uh, you know, I was trying to, to reach out to somebody and just uh, be kind and uh, uh, that kind of thing, you know. And, and when I did that, it was almost like they slapped me in the face. And you know, there for a minute, I tell you, it just made me mad. I just got mad about it. Do you ever do that? But you know, then it, it, it hit me. 
that's just exactly what the devil wants me to do. That's exactly the way he wants me to act. And I tell you, I, I, I was doing something in the house, cleaning or, or whatever. And I, I just said, I will not take that offense. I will not receive that offense. I bless that person. I'm just going to assume, I'm going to think the best of them. They really didn't know that they were doing that. They really didn't mean to treat me that way. Uh, uh, The Bible says that love thinks the best. And so that's what I say. That's what I choose. I am not going to be offended because I'm going to tell you offense is a seed that is planted in your heart. Once you dwell on that and think on that, and what happens? You just get madder and madder and madder. And even if you don't say anything, well, I'm not going to say anything. I've forgiven them. Well, we'll see if you've forgiven them. The next time we see you and you start spewing about that other person, you better believe that you have not forgiven them. It's the truth. Truth hurts, doesn't it? It does me. I just have to take my medicine, and you've got to take yours. That's right. It's really truth. It's a seed planted in your heart, wants to cause that unforgiveness, get some bitterness in there, you know, and a little scoop of this, a little scoop of that, and pretty soon, you know, it's this big conglomeration that we don't even know how in the world that it got in us. But it starts, you know, through thoughts. We got to think the right things, and we have to make ourselves think the right things. We have to cast down the wrong things, cast them down. And replace in our minds with the right thing. And then that faith can drop down in our heart and it will come out of our mouth. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Do you want to know what's in somebody's heart? Just be around them for about an hour and you're going to find out what's in their heart. But you know what people, what's on people's minds and in their hearts when you talk to them for a little while. And that's why I said, you know, you find somebody, well, I forgive them. I'm not holding that against them. And then when they get around you, now, now I understand that sometimes we get hurt and sometimes we need to talk about things that are going on. I understand that. There are times that I need to do that. But we don't need to gossip and put everybody down. You know, we don't need to do it that way, do we? That's just not the way. That's just not the way. But here he says... Cast down those arguments and rebuttals that are against the Word of God and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now, these high things relates to demons. They're principalities and powers. And, and, and these high things will try to impose their will and their desire upon you. But he said, cast those things down. And every high thing that exalts itself uh, against the knowledge of God, and what does he say to do? And bring it into captivity. Every thought, not just one or two. Let a few go by and grab one or two and take care of them. He said, every thought. He said, capture every thought to the obedience of Christ. Obey Christ. Obey the Word of God. Whatever God says about you, that's what you say. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.